0: Hello friends, in the wake of the post-Barry Trotz news, uh, obviously the Winnipeg fan base has been a little bit divided on where the Jets go from here, and given the options, I decided let's talk about what the fan base is feeling. Some of these questions we've asked before on previous episodes, but now that we sort of know uh, that Winnipeg is not going to be going with plan A, let's talk about plan B and where the Jets go from here, coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HL and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. As you can see, we've got audio and video versions of this podcast available on all your favorite platforms so you can watch us at home or take us on the go. Now, on tonight's episode, I thought it would be worth uh, you know getting a, a bit of a vibes check from the fan base and more importantly, having y'all vote on what the Jets do over the next several months. Um, some of these are more trade oriented and we'll talk about uh, some of the players that um, we might have discussed in the past potentially being on the chopping block if something like a rebuild occurred. Uh, in light of Trotz not coming to the Jets, obviously plan A is out the door, so plan B might be looking a little bit different. I've asked six different questions. Uh, I don't think anything is going to be too, too crazy in terms of how, you know, out there the question is. But, you know, obviously we're we're getting some feedback right now, and the fan results and votes have been pretty interesting. There are a lot of opinions Uh, A lot of, uh, I would say, diversity in responses, and we'll talk about, you know, what I would actually do in this situation as well. Uh, Obviously, I think I might err on the side more of preparing for a rebuild rather than trying to compete, but, you know, the fan base itself has a lot of mixed feelings. Speaking of uh, talking about the first mixed feelings, let's talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois. This guy, I think, for the Jets fan base remains um, a very popular player when he joined winnipeg obviously there was hype around his well you know the, the the reality that he was probably winnipeg's number 1 center as much as we all love mark shifley you know shifley's game over the past couple of seasons has started to tail off a bit in a couple of key areas now obviously, obviously like the offensive game is still very sharp um he's one of our top scorers his passing is still there and the creative like the creativity and and the offensive spark that he's able to bring Those parts of his game are still very sharp, and I don't really think that there's any concern about that. Where you kind of start to wonder is in the commitment to defensive efforts, and you know the body language looking at him, he just doesn't really seem happy. I feel like for the past couple of years, Shifley has kind of been maybe in a bit of a fog. Not the kind that, you know, I would say is uh, something that he can't, get out of if he were to leave Winnipeg but I think so long as he remains with the jets I, I think he feels like something is missing and it's been missing for the past couple of years you know he's ascended to the you know one of the key leadership roles um, he finally mended fences with some of the guys in the locker room and he kind of calls the shots to a point but I think that there's also a side of him that's frustrated with the lack of progress you know he watched one of the best teams of like the past decade or so. Have a really great run and then do nothing to build on it. And so I think from Scheifele's perspective, this just really hasn't been it. And Dubois, I, I think, kind of came into this team maybe without a lot of, um, I would say, I don't know if I would describe it as false impressions. I think he sort of understood the situation. You know, maybe he asked some folks, maybe his dad was telling him what was going on, but. He kind of came to the Jets fully understanding what exactly Winnipeg was and where it's at right now. I think he's a very smart guy. I think he's very observant. And, you know, he probably joined the Jets understanding that it was a bit of a mess and that, you know, in a couple of seasons, maybe he wouldn't really be around much longer. So I kind of asked, should the Jets try to retain Dubois? He's made his free agency ploy well known to the Jets now. He'd told them that he would test free agency in 2024, which gives the Jets a couple of years to try and figure out how to deal with his uh, his desire to move on. And, you know, there was the notion that the Jets themselves were offering um, that they know that they have to keep one of Shifley, Wheeler, and Dubois, uh, just because they feel that down the middle they don't really have a lot of depth, and they feel like they need at least one of those guys to remain at least NHL caliber. Now, Dubois for me is a really risky proposition to try and retain because in my mind, I think he's the one who probably has the most upside. Uh, and, and while Shifley, you know, maybe gets a pretty sizable trade package, I think a lot of teams look at Dubois as a prime young player who's like, what, 23? Showing incredible growth in his game. Uh, he was an absolute dominant force for the Jets for a good chunk of the season. And it's obvious that if he wants to go to somewhere like, say, Montreal, which is his heavily rumored destination, he can kind of manipulate the the deal to work that way. So I think in a lot of ways, um, I don't think the Jets should try to keep Dubois. I love him. I think he's a wonderful player. But at this stage of where the Jets are, if somebody's not committed, let them go. I think that's sort of how you have to look at this. Uh, Because if they're just not really wanting to be here in Winnipeg, I I don't really understand what the point of trying to force them is. Uh, On a personal level, I don't really agree with it. And on a pragmatic level, you're not going to get their best, uh, and you're just going to keep going through these cycles of of managing his rights until he becomes an unrestricted free agent at age 25, at which point that's basically when he gets to walk for free. So the Jets really don't have much of a choice here. I think that they got to let him go, and I don't really feel that trying to retain him really fits in with Winnipeg's longer-term strategy, because if they want to keep him, it means that they've sold him a plan, and most likely it would mean Winnipeg has to be competitive at least in the next year or so, which, let's be real, the Jets aren't really that close. You look at what Colorado accomplished with that team, and the Jets have a lot more work to do. But, you know, asking the fan base, we've got 49 votes in, and about 60% of you said yes, you want to retain him. Uh, 14% said leaning yes, 14% said leaning no, and 12% said no. So most of you think that the Jets should try to retain Dubois, and I can understand that perspective. I love him. I think that he's a wonderful player. And at one point, I was very excited to get him locked up long term. But my perspective now is if the Jets really should start thinking about a rebuild, then guys like Dubois, who aren't really interested in sticking around, have to be players that you sell, especially very valuable ones. I think in terms of what PLD could bring in a trade package, he's a massive fish. And I think in his case, uh, he will be one of Winnipeg's best trade assets. And I think quite a few teams would be willing to offer a good trade package that he might be okay with moving. You know, maybe he doesn't end up in Montreal immediately, but for the next couple of years, he goes to a team like LA or something. And I think the Jets could really get a massive deal uh, and a really good trade package of futures to start building out their future core. I I think Winnipeg would be making a mistake to try and force this matter rather than accepting the reality and just biting the bullet. I think Winnipeg kind of has to do that now. I don't really feel that there's much of a choice, but, you know, Winnipeg has tried to string things along for many seasons and maybe they feel this is just one more thing that they can kind of put off. But in my mind, this would be a mistake to try and delay. So hopefully the Jets are smart and just kind of deal with the situation as it is and move on. Now, of course, Dubois isn't the only guy that probably has to be moved. We'll talk about a couple of other players that I've asked about, and then also talk about some coaching options, get your fan feedback on what you think is going to happen or what you think should happen in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our wonderful sponsors at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You'll find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, and everything from, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs to Major League Baseball. If you're not into that, they've also got, of course, NFL futures for the upcoming season, uh f1 if you're into racing nascar as well indycar all sorts of motorsports they've also got horse racing obviously for when the triple crown rolls around uh, even tennis if you're into that but if you don't really like sports they've also got vegas casino games they really like to cover all your bases and they also offer you a really great wealth of sporting wagering information live betting esports and scores as well as all the news and podcasts you can handle it really is your one-stop shop for all things related to sports and online betting, so be sure to check out betonline.net right now. You can get registered for a free account on your laptop or mobile, or mobile device, and doing so really couldn't be easier, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back today. Thanks again for making the first listen of the day, every day. Uh, talking about the Jets, obviously, has been a little bit of a trying time uh, for the past couple of days, maybe even past couple of weeks. Um, the off season was relatively slow until the Jets started getting linked to trots, and then everything accelerated and the hype built, and then massive disappointment. So, I thought I would ask, you know, how how folks felt about things and get a sense of what you know fans want the Jets to do with the roster. So, asking about Pierre Luc Dubois, by and large, the sentiment is let's keep him. I asked what the Jets should do about Hellebuck, and based on around 25 responses, which is not a huge sample, um, we have 11% saying, yes, we should keep or we should trade Hellebuck. Uh, We've got around 15% uh, saying leaning yes on trading, 19% leaning no, and then 54% or so saying, no, the Jets should not trade Hellebuck. And I think that this presents a very interesting one because you can kind of tell it's almost split down the middle. I would say that uh, leaning, though, is at least ambiguous enough to where, you know, there's the shadow of doubt about keeping Hellebuck longer term. And I think for the Jets, this is a difficult question. Uh, For me personally, I think the Jets would have to trade him because he's only got a couple of years left. And if you're trying to rebuild, look, I love Helly, but he's also getting close to 30. And at that age, you know, you start wondering what his longevity is. And with the Jets needing to be tanking, to be honest, uh, you can afford to take a hit here on the uh, the roster composition, and that includes the guy in net. And honestly, I think Hellebuck would be desirable for a lot of teams, Toronto being one of the biggest fish probably. Uh, there are a few other teams that would really love to bring him in, and some of those teams actually have genuine trade assets. Now, I will say, unlike Pierre-Luc Dubois or Mark Scheifele, Hellebuck's trade value is just not going to be on the same level. I do love Hellebuck, but it's extremely rare that goalies ever go for what you would think they should, especially given their relative organizational value. Uh, and Hellebuck, you know, he does have some contract control for a couple of years, but the reality is, again, he's a goalie, and unless some team is going to go crazy, I just don't really think that his trade value is going to be at the level where people are shocked and, uh, and appalled, but I still think at the end of the day, if there is a good offer, you just have to do it. I think especially if the plan is to rebuild Hellebuck, I, I don't think is somebody that would be part of the eventual future core, um, which then does mean the Jets are going to have to start scouting goalies again. And that's going to be a nightmare to try and replace a Vesna winner and truly one of the greatest goalies in this current league. So this is a really tough one for me personally. I love Hellebuck. I've got some of his jerseys. He's one of my favorite Jets but, you know, ultimately, the Jets have put themselves in a position where trading him is kind of unavoidable if you're not trying to compete. On the same uh, note, I think, you know, the, the fan sentiment about around Mark Shifley has been pretty mixed, but past year or two, I think it started to really crystallize into a pretty firm opinion. And, you know, I asked, should the Jets trade Mark Shifley? And 55% of uh, everyone said Yes. Uh, 25% said leaning yes, 12.5% said leaning no, and around 8% said no. So most people are on board with either, you know, thinking about it or are pretty firmly in camp trade Shifley. And I think that that is probably where I'm at too. Uh, I think Shifley would be one of the first guys to be moved to another team. And it's really disappointing because I kind of felt like, you know, Shifley for me was one of our top players. Uh, somebody that I felt the Jets could build around, but that just never really blossomed into a healthy relationship. Um, And ever since 2017, 2018, his game hasn't really reflected somebody who wants to be here anymore. So if he's looking for greener pastures, let him go. I think the Jets could get a massive killing for him. I think he's a great player. I think that he would bring a huge trade package. And, uh, you know, the Jets probably should just cut bait cut their ties and understand that he's looking to compete and Winnipeg. That's not really that, you know, that, that team right now, I think a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, Shifley was on a great value contract and he was somebody that the jets could rely on. But these days it's a bit of a different story. Now, you know, as much as I'm I'm saying that Shifley wants to go, there are a couple of other players out there that, you know, maybe the jets could consider moving on from, but we'll talk about one in particular that I don't think has been mentioned a lot uh, in just a little bit, plus talking about some potential coaching options for the present and then the uh, the, the longer term future. But, you know, we'll talk about that just coming up after this break. Be sure to stick around for some really interesting fan split votes on guys like Barry Trotz, uh, Scott Arneal, Pascal Vincent and more right after the break. Hello, friends. Welcome back to these closing thoughts of tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much again for tuning in to, to, to tonight's episode. Uh, obviously, we, we've been going through some of the less fun parts about talking about how the Jets handle the um, <clears throat> the upcoming offseason. Obviously, it's been a bit of a rough one for Winnipeg post-trots. But, you know, the Jets still have an opportunity to salvage the situation. But, you know, talking about the roster and who should stay and who should go, uh, one of the last players we're going to talk about on this episode is Kyle Connor. Now, this one is a very... Very landslide vote, <clears throat> similar to Shifley, I would say. But uh, out of 25 votes, uh, around uh, 75% said no, do not trade him. 15% said leaning no, do not trade him. And only 4% said leaning yes or yes uh, on the back end of this. So, yeah, most people are on board with keeping Connor. But I think for me, if you're rebuilding, he is one of your most valuable trade aspects. Uh, I, I think he can bring a huge package obviously he brings tons of finishing talent which is a pretty rare trait especially somebody who was a rocket Richard contender this past season and connor is the kind of guy who is going to be perennially a 35 to 40 goal scorer you just won't find those for many uh many trades and i think the jets would be very wise to at least consider if he's the long term option here to stay in the jets jets territory but i think if you're rebuilding he probably would be a luxury and somebody that I think Winnipeg should definitely move on from. I love him dearly, and I think he's a wonderful player. But again, uh, looking at the, the reality of the situation, if you're trying to tank for a top pick, KFC is unfortunately a little bit more uh, of a a casualty of this rebuild. Kind of on the same vein, though, you know, who should the Jets actually think about bringing in to coach the interim? And I think that that is a pretty difficult question. So I offered four different options. These ones are uh, options the Jets have been linked to recently. One of them, not so much, but uh, Scott Arneal, Pascal Vincent, Andrew Burnett, and Mark Morrison are all in consideration, plus a few other guys. like I think think Rick Tockett, maybe, Uh, but generally speaking, that's most of the list, and out of 30 votes, we only had uh, around 3% interested in Scott Arneal, so just like one vote, Uh, Pascal Vincent uh, at 33%. Andrew Brunette leading at 55% and Mark Morrison at six or 7%. So uh, from this one, I think Brunette might be a little bit overly popular. I think people are looking at his work with the Panthers and seeing the success of the team and thinking, Oh, he'll be competitive immediately and he'll be a huge fit for the jets. And I think offensively, you know, Winnipeg would improve significantly, but I do think Brunette has uh, definite structural issues in the way that his teams are organized. And certainly uh if you're if you're interested in offense yes they'll they'll do well there, but if you're looking for maybe some communication more back end organization, that's not you know what he's bringing to the table immediately, so for me, brunette would be an interesting risk if you want to have uh, a win win situation the win win for me is that I think the Jets will be a lot more watchable and fun, um and also they might be bad because they can't defend, and that's okay, you know, so long as brunette lets the kids play. Let's them make mistakes and lets them grow and develop. Um, I'm okay with losing and, and tanking for a top pick because the Jets still need to draft, you know, like another lottery prospect or two to start to rebuild this core and put it back to where it should be. And Burnett would be a really risky option, but I think in the right way. The same thing with like Vincent and Morrison. I think all of those guys would be options if you're you're thinking they're more interim than long-term, but maybe they prove on the job that they've learned a lot, that they've developed skill sets, and when the, the core is finally where it should be, they can actually take over the reins, or I guess maintain the reins, uh, and actually start to win with this team. They'll have familiarity, uh, they'll have learned a lot of valuable lessons, and hopefully proven that they are worthy of the job. So, you know, Brunette, I think for 55%, that's fair, but I I think that comes with the the notion that he is going to play the kids. <sighs> but after that, you know, what do the Jets do with Trotz? Do they try to make another pass to recruit him? Uh, and 33% said yes. Um, 15% said leaning yes. Around 19% said leaning no. And 33% said no pretty firmly uh, out of around 27 votes. And I'm on no. I, I I think if Trot's already turned us down, don't try to go back to the well. I respect Barry a lot. I think that he's a wonderful coach, but you know, given where the jets are probably moving now, especially if the rebuild is kind of going to start soon, then Trotz doesn't really fit that. I'm not convinced he would be the best option for the management office either. Um, Not like he can do that much worse than what we've got currently, but you know, I also don't want us to start seeing lots of really gritty physical veteran guys filtering in while the kids start to lag behind. So um, For those of you who said leaning no or voted no, I am very much on the same page. I think Trotz, that dream is over, and I think it's time for the Jets to look ahead and think about the future. I I think Winnipeg has been caught living in the past for far too long and trying to skirt around the margins rather than dealing with problems head-on and being proactive. But, you know, that's just my take. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, uh, and and you should be sure to tell me at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Also, be sure to let me know in the YouTube comments below what you think about the poll so far. Who would you keep? Who would you want to let go? But, uh, you know, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have throughout the rest of the week. I'll probably have more poll questions and start previewing some more draft coverage. Obviously, the NHL draft is really close and the Jets have a couple of pretty decent picks. So we'll keep looking at the prospects, check out the rankings, all that fun stuff coming out throughout the rest of the week. But again, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you are at it, be sure to also check out one of our other great programs, Make Your Second Get Listen, Locked On NHL. They've had lots of great playoff coverage over the past couple of weeks, so if you missed out on any of the Stanley Cup Finals thoughts, be sure to check it out, and uh, the offseason coverage for the rest of our, our network is going to be ongoing, you know, prospect profiles, player interviews, all that stuff. Be sure to check out our whole family of Locked On NHL podcasts, And uh, again, thank you so much for your support. Have a great night. And as always, go Jets go.